Welcome along to uh, this week's Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast. Uh, we're not round at Bob's house, but we might be next week. He's kindly invited us and uh, we'll be looking for various homes for the podcast over the next few weeks. Orphans, we are. <laughs> Orphans. Waifs and strays. Waifs but, and strays. Uh, but we're okay today looking out over the um, the rolling acres of the painting estate. Um, the only way is Essex uh, for this week's podcast. <laughs> We've had the permatan and the teeth whitening and everything, haven't we, ready for Saturday? Well, uh, uh, it's quite a trip. It is. It's quite a trip. It's not just a quick nip up the M4 or anything like that. Um, it's right around the other side of London. It, it is. Yeah. Um, south of Colchester, basically, is the, the best way to describe it. So it's um, Brightling Sea Regent in yes. the third qualifying round of the FA Cup. Yeah. Torquay having dispatched Limington Town quite emphatically a fortnight ago. Uh, Brightling Sea will be a tougher proposition by the look of them. You would have thought so. Um, uh, they're level up. Um, Wessex League for Limington uh, and Isthmian League. Uh, yeah. I'm sure most people know it as that rather than the Bostic League. the Bostic Premier or something, um, isn't it? And they're in the Premier Division. They've had a hell of a run over the last yeah. few years something like five or six promotions in not very long um quite an ambitious yeah you should always worry about calling people little clubs shouldn't you always we always (laughs) we know what happens when bigger clubs play littler clubs yeah um so united will have to be at it on saturday i think they Um, were from the word they knocked them out in the last round they've already disposed of cambridge city um uh, uh, so yeah, um, and, but the Bostic, it could be a lively afternoon. If nothing else, the Bostick League does give us loads of intro possibilities when it comes to writing match reports, doesn't <laughs> it? Sticky situations. Watch out! You could actually do one of those bingo cards, couldn't you, for the uh, the match reports? If there's a sticky situation in the Bostick League, <laughs> we'll give you a prize if we pick one of those up. Yeah, but, so I usually get people come up and challenge me to include certain <laughs> yeah. phrases and words in reports. You know, as a bit yeah. of a laugh, but. Uh, you try and ignore them. Indeed. Did have a little look at Brightling Sea. The region why the reason why people will have heard of Brightling Sea, it was in the news a lot in the nineteen eighties. Brightling Sea docks was a place where they brought coal imports in during the miners' strike. To break the, help break the, to break the strike. strike and the wow. um the, the mine the pickets, the NUM pickets picketed Brightling Sea. Do you know that does ring a faint bell? And well, it, I hadn't, it hadn't before. And the same thing happened. It was um, it was a notorious port for live animal exports oh, at one dear, time. Dear. So again, yeah. it was. So you'll have seen Brightening Sea on the nine o'clock news for all the wrong reasons. Well, so uh, yeah. let's hope we come Apparently away with a good nice story. Quite a nice place, and and uh, the 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 club regent, uh, the two um, Brightening Sea United. I think yeah. it was United rather than Town, uh, and Regent Rover. Oh, was it Regent Rover? Something like that. They amalgamated. About 15 years ago, something like that, 10-15 years ago, um, and have really made great strides since. Um, Most of them under uh, a manager, um, uh, I think his name is Paul Webster, Webster, um, and now Tom Robbery, who was his number two for quite some time, and then left, is back as manager, and they keep on moving steadily upwards. Good. And when, as far as we know, we're not the BBC's red button match this time, are we? You, you wouldn't. We, I'm not quite sure who is, but no, it's not you'd us. I think it? it might be a Northern tie, wouldn't you, for the yeah. for the red button yeah. match? But the, I understand the FA Cup is being taken to Brightling Sea, not on Saturday, right. uh, but this evening. Uh, we're we're talking on Thursday as usual. 
um, and the FA Cup is being taken to the Taydal Stadium and there's a bit of a do on there tonight. Oh, good, um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, pictures being taken with the trophy before presumably it moves on somewhere else yeah. in the next couple of days. The FA do this every year. They they take the cup around yeah. the country. and um, Another and, reason why we love the cup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the, That tradition, the fact that, you know, all the, all the small clubs, and you have to count Torquay as one of those now, get to have their fun from this point of the season onwards. Yes, and, 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 and whilst that may be fun in that respect, uh, it's pretty serious in terms of football and finance. Yeah, there's, um, there's quite a bit of money at stake, even yeah. at this stage, isn't uh, there? 9,000 quid for beating Leamington. That was, thank you very much. Uh, £15,000 at stake on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and another 25 in the next round. So if United, can, up, doesn't it? If United can reach uh, the first round proper, which let's face it, we all hope um, yeah. uh, that they do, uh, they will have they will have picked up the best part of fifty thousand quid before before even getting to the first round proper. Now that is that's good business, money. isn't it? Yeah, um, and, and that's it's, apart from. I mean, if let's hope they get a home. Let's hope they win on Saturday for a start well, and get a home draw in the next let's, round. Let's. It's an if rather than a win. Yeah. Let's let's keep it that way. And um, a, de- a decent crowd for the next round will well, be good. That that's uh, and of course we. We immediately touch on a point that George Edwards, um, United's operations director, mentioned this week that um, I must say <laughs> I kicked myself because I hadn't fully, I was aware that we didn't have many home games coming up. But of course, uh, he was right to point out that if United win on Saturday, yeah. they're then drawn away in the again. next round again. Yeah. Uh, it will mean that we're in the middle of a spell of one home game in two months. It's um, a long time, isn't it? Now, for any club <laughs> at any level, that is a yeah problematic um uh, in some ways i kind of uh, you know bless david phillips and the old supporter regime i'm trying to imagine what might have happened if yeah uh, with their cash flow uh, issues what might have happened if united had only had one home game in two months then but, yeah um uh, hopefully and presumably uh, they'll survive this but it just does underline that if they get through on saturday uh, absolutely, yeah. everybody will be will have absolutely everything crossed at Playmore on Monday lunchtime for a, for a home draw in the next round. Indeed, we didn't have a league game postponed for this cup game. No, these two these yeah. two weekends are blank. The next one, yeah, uh, would have been a home game if United get through. That would have they would have played St Albans, but then at home. But that's yeah. the point. The, the cup tie would would replace that match, uh, and of, of course, course, if it's away, yeah. you're looking at a pretty barren spell financially. So. No, we fingers did. crossed on all counts. We had a spell like that. Was it last season or the season before? A long, uh, long time without a home I game. I think it was last season under yeah. Gary Hours. Yes, I mean, you know, these things happen, don't they? Um, um, I remember the, the late great Cyril Knowles um, uh, was never too bothered, put it like that, if United had quite a few postponements during January, yeah. home postponements yeah. during January and February, because uh, he quite liked quite a few home games yeah, in the Mar- closing March weeks April. of the season. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, get, a, get them all down here on a Tuesday <laughs> night. He, he, uh, he fancied that. Um, but we're, we're way, we're way you know, before that. But uh, it's, it's, still a, it's still an issue. Um, it is. And uh, it, it does, of course, give um, groundsman Chris Ralph a, a break uh, because Truro City, and we'll come to them in a minute, um, are also not playing this weekend. Um, so so the, pitch, the pitch has a break. So the this pitch weekend. has a break. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. 
So we, we'll talk about the Torquay squad going into the cup game in a moment. What well, very remiss of me, I didn't mention, we have much to discuss has made its way onto a fridge magnet now. Thank you very much, Julian. Yeah. Nice to chat. Actually, several people came up at Playmore on they Saturday, did, which they? was very nice. Yeah. Good to see everybody. Nice to have a chat. But the fridge magnet... With we have much to discuss on it has yellow. pride a place in my kitchen and yours as well, and, and it's already on the Thomas fridge. So, yeah. <laughs> there um, we go. Yeah, all good stuff. So, the addition to the Torquay squad that we didn't have time to talk about last week because the deal wasn't quite done, although um, the player himself was clearly visible in television pictures from the training ground was Connor Lemonhay Evans. Yes, um, that was actually announced about ten minutes before kickoff, wasn't it, on Saturday? <laughs> it was. It, it was a little bit longer before then, but but you you you've got the spirit of the announcement right. Um, yeah, uh, he he. I think that's I think that's a really good signing. Yeah. Um, Could, when he when he came last season on loan from Bristol City, um, uh, by his own admission, he took a couple of games to yeah. get into it. Um, uh, all effort and enthusiasm, um, but the longer he played, the more influential he got. Yeah. He, he he became in midfield and. Um, uh, for a young lad, I thought he played a big part in the closing weeks of last season. And it's different for him this time because last year he was playing in a team that was up against it every week, that was losing. Losing had become a habit. It was Desperate. a rearguard rear action all yeah. the way through his time here. Yeah. Now he's coming and maybe at a team that's looking up rather than down. Well, he's already talk, referred to that. You know, he, he said you know that was one kind of pressure and he's really looking forward to a different kind of pressure. That, that was a, a pressure of, oh, we, you know, we can't afford to lose if we mm-hmm. lose, if we lose, yeah. if we lose. Now he's coming to a team where you know, we've got to win, we've got to win, we've got to yeah. win. But, but looking in, the, in, in a much more upward direction. Um, and he's well aware of the pressure that's on now for United to get into the promotion yeah. race, uh, which which they're not that far behind anyway. But from a table point of view, to get really in amongst the yeah. the, the bigger hitters in this division. Um, but I think they showed last Saturday against Woking yeah. with Lemon Hay Evans on. I thought he um, played well. Yeah, had a good dur- dur- yeah. In, a, in a double substitution uh, just before half time. And let's, we'll, uh, let's talk about that because that I the, the grey hairs in the room, you and me. I I've never seen a double tactical substitution in the forty third minute. I before. can't remember one. I, I can remember seeing substitutions early in games. Yeah, I remember a very famous, well, not famous moment, but it was if you happened to be there. About 1978, something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, United were playing Wigan at their old Springfield Park ground, and Frank O'Farrell had stepped in. Um, yeah. 78, 79, something like that. Frank O'Farrell had taken over from from Mike Green um, in one of his caretaker capacities, yeah. um, and he wasn't happy with Les Lawrence one after one afternoon, and yeah. he hauled him off. <laughs> worryingly yeah. early in the game um, uh, and and uh, sent Tommy Samani on which is a little man for a big man of course Lawrence, yeah. Lawrence was a centre forward and Samani was a midfield player uh, United still lost 3-0 that afternoon but yeah. still never mind uh, I've seen one or two you know what single substitutions yeah. in the first half but never two and, and, and interestingly Gary Johnson explained why he'd done it yeah, uh, he 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 did it privately after the game and and did it again uh, at his press conference this week. He he, it wasn't that he was having a go at the the effort concerned no. of the two Be, players because it was Rory Keating and Chris Regis who came who off. Came wasn't off, it? yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, he did say, look, if I thought a player wasn't trying, I'd have him off in the fifteenth minute, let alone yeah. the forty third. 
Um, but no, it, he, he just didn't feel for different reasons that they were really affecting the game. Um, he did say that he thought that, that Ruri Keating and Jamie Reid were sort of playing the same game up front. Yeah. Um, but the other point was he, he wanted a he, he wanted to get the team in at half time that he was going to send out for the second half. Right. In other words, yeah. don't spend time during half time making changes, then trying to get your message across. Um, That's interesting. Uh, um, yeah. And yeah. that the five minutes they had out there in the first half, um, uh, Seiko Jane and uh, Conor Lemon Hay Evans was kind of their warm up. Not that they hadn't yeah. warmed up already. So he wanted them to hit the second the, the second half running, and and concentrate all his efforts during half time on those eleven players who he knew yeah. were going back out again in the second half which I think is quite an interesting and, and a constructive way. And the other thing was he wanted to send that message to the supporters as well. I was well. just going to say that. Was it a, a statement of intent to the fans? Because Torquay had just gone 2-0 down. Yes, at that 39th point. minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he wanted to send them off for their cup of tea and a pasty, yeah. um, uh, knowing that stuff was already happening, action had been taken, yeah. and that hopefully they could look forward to better in the second half. And of course, after the change, and just before half-time, just as we were moving into stoppage time, United made and missed... Yeah, uh, the chance, uh, the chance of, of the chance. game, yeah, wasn't exactly it? Yeah. the chance of the game. I haven't um, seen... Have you seen this one back on yes, video? I, have, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, looked yeah. yet. It, it, it doesn't get any better. But, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, across from, from Liam Davis... Yeah, uh, and both Jamie. I mean, it, it was just one of those things. Just get anything on it. It just seemed know, to just go through them, it. didn't yeah. it? And yeah, not, and neither Jamie Reed nor Aseku Jane got a touch on it from a range of here from you to me. Yeah, um, and um, and the chance went begging. It, it, it definitely was a miss of the season contender. Yeah, but of course, as events turned out later on, um, all, all all power to Jamie Reed's elbow. Um, he uh, came back into for, the game, for, didn't he? For coming back and doing the bizzo later on. We could talk a little bit about Jamie Reid because, you know, he, he's... I, I thought, in fairness to Jamie Reid, I think he's played much better in the last few weeks. Yeah. And also, that was a, a, a testament to his strength of yeah. character and his, person, and his determination. When you miss a chance like that, it's very easy to go, oh my goodness, the world's against me, I'm this is yeah. blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he kept going and kept going and kept going and ended up scoring two hugely important goals in the last 10 minutes of the yeah. match to get United a point. Well, and, they were very and, different and as well, I thought that they? was, yeah. you know, all, all, all credit to him. I, I should confess here, I did. there were two things that you said sat next to me during the game, during the second half on Saturday, that I pinched for the live... Well, I, no, I pinched one of them for the live blog. One was Torquay were 2-0 down with about 20 minutes to go and you turned to me and said, Torquay will get something out of this game. Uh, and they did. So you, yeah, it's a football experience there. The other one was you turned around to me and said, poor old Jamie Reid, however long this game is going to go on, he's never going to get a goal. And he got two. There so you go. I, it's, it's just that kind of game. Swings and it? roundabouts. Yeah. And, I, and I, I just thought uh, uh, that it was going to be one of those afternoons where Jamie was going to give everything yeah. as usual. Uh, that miss, you know, might yeah, play on yeah. his mind, um, and that it was going to be one of those afternoons where if he had fifteen shots, it still wouldn't, it still exactly. wouldn't go in. Yeah. Uh, but he's in that frame of mind at the moment. He scored at Hungerford. He scored at, um, at Livington, Livington. Yeah. and played very and played well there. And he's in that frame of mind at the moment that he's going to score. Yeah. And of course, with strikers, that's everything. Um, he, he he's out there at the moment. 
when, when he has his sort of not so good spells, I always have the feeling that Jamie really is hoping to score. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's expecting to score now, and and that's yeah. a big difference for for a player like yeah. him. I think he'll run out at Brightling Sea on Saturday, thinking to himself, "I'll get a couple here." Yeah, and 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 that is a huge difference for you. Never needed that the, the real experienced strikers, the Tommy Tynans, um, the Tim Sills. Yeah, I know they're totally different players, but you you know what I mean. That they kind of yes, of course I'm going to score. That, yeah. that, that's the thought in, 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 in their head, even though they might miss sitters. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Reid at the moment is playing well. He's been playing in the right areas of the pitch, i.e. high up, facing the opposition goal, running at defenders, mm-hmm. not dropping too deep or trying to sort of, you know, be the target man. Um, and uh, uh, he's looking good at the moment. And um, uh, I, you'd be a brave man that would bet against him <laughs> scoring no, quite... a goal at the Brightling Sea on Saturday. And the two goals that he got against Woking were very different ones as well. The first one was was his own never say die. You know, he never gives up. No. You know, he had one go; it was blocked. Yeah, the ball broke broke loose. He's on he, his backside. Yeah, yeah, and he just prodded it in. Yeah. The second one. Now, my view of the second one was slightly obscured because, incredibly, there were people leaving the ground, yeah. and somebody had stood up in front of us. Not many, but one uh, or two. It, yeah, it's, it just. You know, it, I I never quite get that. I know people want to get out of their parking spots yeah. and that, but was it as good a finish as it looked between the, oh, the heads? I, 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 um, Opie Edwards supplied a little through ball and, and Jamie Reid went past the last defender. He, the, the keeper then comes out to, yeah. to narrow the angle. Uh, Reid goes past him on the outside, so he's now heading towards the byline. There are defenders desperately scrambling back to try and guard yeah. the, the empty goal. And he's gone in there and he's he's hit at... I, I thought, oh dear, he's, he's odds against here yeah. to get this in from that angle. And he managed to hit it, a, a, a finely angled shot across the back of the retreating defenders and inside the far, the, the far post. I thought it was a terrific finish. Yeah. Um, but that it was the finish of a Jamie Reid going in there, I'm scoring here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it was, let's face it... <laughs> For a moment or two, we thought, Christ, we might get all three points here. And in fairness oh, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to the Woking assistant manager, um, he came out afterwards. Alan Dowson didn't do the, the press conference, which apparently he certainly very seldom does, the manager. Mm. Um, uh, uh, the, the assistant manager came out. I'm sorry, the first team coach, because Martin Tyler, the old TV presenter, is Yes, that's interesting to see. Um, he yeah. came, I, thought he, I thought he would come out and, and yeah. give the old, you know, oh, we was robbed and blah, 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 usual stuff, you know. Um, not at all of it. Not at all. The, the local press asked him, "Well, you must be hugely disappointed at two points dropped." He said, "No, it's not two points dropped." He said, "We were lucky to get away with anything to yeah. this afternoon." And I thought, well, that was a, an indication of how they saw the game. It was a strange game, though, wasn't it? You could divide the game up into quarters oh. on Saturday. Really, yeah. the first quarter we looked okay. You know, we were defending quite deep. We played reasonably well. Made a few chances. That second quarter was disastrous. Yeah, I, um, I must say I didn't think we played that well in the whole right the way through the first mm. half. I, I, I know we started off okay. Yeah. Um, at the first couple of minutes, but I thought Woking took over after that. They played this four-one-four-one formation. I thought we were outnumbered and outpaced in midfield. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hyde, very experienced striker, played on his own up front. Yeah. Uh, and gave United all sorts of problems. Scored a brilliant. Got second the second goal. goal. It was a lovely yeah, goal, wasn't it? Was. it? Um, and United just didn't look mm. right or at it. Uh, uh, interestingly, apart from Alex Bass back in goal, 
um, uh, uh, Gary Johnson had stuck with the same 11 that started the game at Limington. So that was a statement basically, yeah. okay, you yeah. lads, get back out there and show me that you know, uh, you're, you're the men. Uh, and in that first half, United were second best all over the pitch, yeah. I thought. And, and um, that prompted the two changes before yeah, half-time and the rest is history. I thought the performance, Sekou Jane's performance was interesting. He got in so many good positions. He did. He missed. He missed a couple of really good chances. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, okay, he'll be disappointed with that. But uh, I'm not too worried about he's that. He's in the right I, position. I he's think, getting on the end of passes. I think he looks decent. And, it, and he's, got, he's got that mixture of trickery and yeah. pace, yeah. which defenders and opposing managers hate at this level there are goals coming from him, at any level there? actually yeah. but particularly at this yeah. level and you just have a feeling with him there's goals there in are him. goals coming and jake andrews seems to have him on his radar doesn't he jake andrews can pick him out with a pass well you united have now got thanks to the bristol city connection uh, you've got two wingers yeah. a striker and a central midfield player all from the <laughs> who, who all play together <laughs> and have been playing together for the last two or three years so if they can't link up yeah um, then no one can. Isn't it strange that when we, Evans being the, being the four. When we had that team sheet from the friendly against Bristol City's under-23s and fans all around the ground will have done exactly the same thing. They will have looked at those names thinking, I wonder if we could get them on loan. Because we spoke about Andrews and time. Edwards at the yeah. time. Yeah. I wonder if we could get some of these players on loan and lo and behold, it's happened. Here so, they are. You know, this is um, a, another... So, yeah, you know, a plus point. It, it would have been great to have beaten Woking because it would have got United another few notches up the table. Yeah. Um, but I think the way United played in the second half um, was a statement look and, and again, Gary Johnson came out after it and said look if we play in the second half for you know. 90 minutes and over the next few weeks and months he said there won't be many teams in this division no. to beat us and you have to you have to feel that he's right about that uh, okay so that's probably been a, um, a, an old record going around this season United still haven't really played in the mm. league battered anybody for 90 minutes Hungerford away probably was the yeah. first and only time they've really gone to town on somebody and and they only won that match 2-0 uh, it should have been 6 they hit the woodwork what 3 times yeah. something yeah. like that so um, the signs are coming and, and the, the interesting thing is that Gary Johnson has said look in these situations the players haven't got that long mm. to prove that they are going to be part of this new team or they're not going to be part of this new team so they're under that sort of pressure yeah uh, and um, I, I think those decisions are already being made yeah um, and things could be very interesting over the next uh, uh, a week or two before we leave the Woking game um, one more word on Jamie Reid congratulations to him he made the National League South team of the week not surprising not surprising but it's a few weeks ago you wouldn't have thought many Talker United players would be in consideration for that now Jamie Reid's got himself in um, again we'll be moving forwards on that I think uh, but one slightly sour note uh, the first goal uh, was a deflection huge and in the deflection Alex Bass found himself going the wrong way Corrected himself to go the right way, and in doing so, he's um, suffered quite a bad injury, hasn't tweaked, he? Tweaked, uh, uh, well, tweaked. I think he's damaged um, what looks like, sounds like, sorry, medial le knee ligaments. Yeah. Um, uh, he had a scan on uh, Monday or something like that, Monday, Tuesday. 
uh, that's come back and I'm afraid he's going to be out for four to six weeks which yeah. is a big blow he's a top he's a good goalkeeper, goalkeeper isn't he? on loan yeah. from Portsmouth Portsmouth of course pulled him out of the Lymington tie because yeah. they didn't want him cup tied they would have done the same this weekend anyway because um, because also a good young goalkeeper, thankfully, is Sean McDonald. And Sean McDonald, yeah. who played the first four games of the season, yeah. uh, because Bass had a groin injury at that time. Um, he still insists he hasn't conceded a proper goal yet. No, no, uh, and he's uh, right. Well, well <laughs> the, the only goal that he has conceded was at Oxford, and replays yeah. show that the guy was two yards offside. So... Um, uh, and he played at Limington and he'll go back in this yeah. this Saturday. Whether in the wake of Bass being out for four to six weeks, um, Gary Johnson says, look, uh, urgency yeah. requires that we go out and get somebody else in. Will, will, um, will the Lydney lad be yes, on the bench George for Burton us? Yes, George from Lydney yeah. will be on the bench at, at Brightling Sea, so I understand. But that is a possibility I suppose yeah. you know there's there's so much at stake isn't there at the moment and so much urgency to get up that table and, yeah. and into the promotion race because there, there could be some changes in the squad um, no, nothing new before the weekend no um, I understand that um, uh, Gary Johnson has told Chris Regis who who was, of course was one of the two players who was taken off just for half time on Saturday um, that he doesn't think that um, he's going to be part of his team mm -hmm. in, the, in the immediate future. And he's um, uh, told him and his agent that if they want to try and find another club in the near future, uh, they can do. But if he doesn't, yeah. uh, then he'll come back and rejoin the squad and be part of the team. But he, he wants to give him that option. Yeah. Um, who else? I think we might have some more developments, not in... But yeah. possibly out before the weekend. This would be out on loan. Do you yes, think? I would have yeah. thought so. Yeah, because there were some quite notable names who didn't have any role at all to play in the Woking game. Um, Jason Banton wasn't even on the bench. Bobson Balling wasn't no, on the bench. No, of course. Yeah. Andre Wright wasn't on no, the bench. No, they were sitting in the stand. It, it, it was shades of last season, that wasn't yeah. it? When United seemed to have sort of three or four, most of them low knees sitting in the stand because yeah. they had so many low knees, and you can only play five. But um, yeah, I mean, whether the fact that Balling and Banton and Wright weren't involved mm. at all last weekend, obviously Janney had gone in, yeah. Lemon Hay Evans had arrived yeah. the day before and he he went straight in and of course as we know now he went on and did okay. So um, uh, you, you you would immediately look at Balling, Banton and yeah. Wright as, as, as candidates for the sheer reason that they weren't involved in, in the... Um, uh, yeah. In in the first team squad at all last Saturday, but we'll wait. We'll wait and yeah. see that there's, um, you know, it's quite a movable feast. I think at playing yeah. at the moment, there's this is the process that often happens when a new manager comes in, and makes a lot of has to make a lot of decisions quite quickly yeah. on on uh, which direction he wants to go. And how does that work? Is it up to the player and his agent or whatever to say, to go out and say, look, I you know I'm available for a, a loan? Yeah, to a certain extent, I think sometimes these things happen quite quickly. Um, uh, interestingly, of course, um, United have just uh, um, and we'll we'll reshuffle the the agenda a little bit again because uh, United have just appointed Peter Johnson, uh, yes, uh, Gary Johnson's younger brother, um, as their new head of first team recruitment. Okay, um, this is a bit of a shuffling of roles because, of course, United already have a head of recruitment in Dave Hedges, but I understand he'll be concentrating more on. Um, the youth, his head yeah. of youth role and recruitment for that. 
but Dave Hedges himself is, is a pretty experienced scout and recruitment man, so um, uh, he'll still be around. But no, Peter Johnson, yeah, uh, Gary's younger brother, is, is now head of first team recruitment. And of course, he's just left Cheltenham Town in the wake of yeah. Gary's departure in August. And... Um, and they they do they have a history of working oh, together. Extraordinary. Yeah. They, they they've Peter has been Gary's right hand man, not in a coaching role, but in a recruitment role, uh, going all the way back to his time as coach to the Latvian national yeah, team. Yeah. Um, in in fact, Gary was was joking today that Peter always says that he does all the work and I hold up all the trophies. <laughs> uh, um, well, that'll be fine by us. <laughs> yes, quite. Yes. If we Carry end up, on, lads. If we end up with a trophy at the end <laughs> of the season, that'll be yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah. If, if United lift the National League South <laughs> trophy, I think we'll all insist that Peter yeah. Johnson walks around the ground and at least gets his hand on the we'll trophy. We'll get him on the double-decker bus. That's right. So... Um, uh, no, a very interesting appointment, I think. Uh, yeah. They are very close. Well, you know, they mm-hmm. would be. Um, but in football terms, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of trust and uh, a huge amount of experience and years, contacts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, you know, so Peter Johnson might well play a role in, yeah. in helping uh, one or two players to get out on loan, if that's the case, as well as actually bringing people bringing in. And, and I think by the sound of it, um, that process is already in full swing. Indeed, we missed um, Gary Johnson's birthday last week as well. Yes, yeah, sixty-three on him. Friday. Yes, I mean that actually was part of the reason why Peter Johnson and his wife. Uh, by the way, the foot, the four, the the two men and their wives are are very close, and um, they went out on Friday night to celebrate Gary's sixty-third birthday. So that was another reason why Peter Johnson happened to be at Plainmore last last week, which of course was. A, a sighting that alerted quite a few, uh, uh, a bit of speculation yeah. about whether he was joining Gary, and of course, subsequently he has. It all helps. Also, uh, it was Nico's birthday this week. Happy birthday, oh, Kevin so, Nicholson! Oh dear, dear, I'm, Nico's birthday. For the magic of Facebook, I, I must text, I must text well. him. I'm, I'm so sorry to, to have forgotten. So, talking about the squad now, uh, injury-wise, um, we're looking at players coming in, players going out. What's the news, George Eshiman, for a start? Yes. Um, did we mention that that Ben Winter is is going to be no, out? We didn't, on Saturday. No, we did. Ben Winter will be out. He's he's really not very well at the moment, apparently. Um, uh, so he's gone home to South London to recover. Um, I think they hope he'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, just a bout of illness. Um, at least uh, Gary Johnson said he, he hopefully he'll be back next yeah. week uh, when of course United are due to go to Eastbourne Borough another yes. long league trip on <laughs> Saturday week um, right back so will be an interesting choice well, then exactly in that situation um, George Essuman uh, happily is back he, he had yeah. a scan um, last week and mm-hmm. they were waiting the results of that um, he played for quite a while um, with a sort of groin Problem, which yeah. was causing him quite a lot of pain, and he played through that for several weeks, um, increasingly uncomfortably, uh, and eventually decided to have a scan and get yeah. this sorted out. And happily, the scan has come back, and Dan Feezy, the United physio, has been treating him in a certain way. The scan has proved him right. Yeah. Uh, and Essuman, who's actually been working quite hard recently, is is now back happily and straight into the squad for Saturday. So. He's not really a right back, no. uh, but whether um, Gary Johnson looks at that and goes right, they played four four two and then went three four three in the closing stages yeah. against Woking. Uh, of course, United have played 
3-5-2 yeah. oh. uh, uh, in the past yeah. under Gary Hours. That was, they did that for quite a long time. So Eshiman yeah. can come in and play that. Obi uh, Edwards would be an interesting choice as a, an attacking right back. Right back. Uh, Liam Davis is nailed on for that. Yeah. We know at left back. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's easy to forget that, um, not easy, it's sort of wrong to ignore the fact that uh, Jean-Yves Kouinouati is back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So United suddenly have, even though Jakob Sokolik is still sidelined, United with Eshiman, Jamie Sendles-White, Kueniate and Carl Cameron, they have plenty of options yeah. back there at centre-back. It's merely a question of how Gary Johnson chooses to organise them. Um, what news on the other injured players? Sami Nabi is still out uh, for a about while? About a week, hopefully, back yeah. training next week. He's, he's um, uh, had a really frustrating time out. Ryan Dixon, who, who we learned eventually after various doctors and, yeah. and, and consultants kept looking at scans and not quite sure whether there was a break or not, and then they finally decided there was a little crack in a tibia, but he's been recovering from that for the last couple of weeks, and we understand he's hoping to be back in training in about a fortnight, so that's a plus. Um, but I bet these players must be raring to go now, with, well, with, you know, with, with the way things have changed... The players who've been out over that transition period must be raring to have a go. Well, if, if, if a new manager comes in and he's looking around and you know he's looking around for the men that he wants to have alongside yeah. him in the weeks and months ahead and all you can do is sit on the treatment table or hobble yeah. around the training ground, that's a bad place to be, isn't it? And uh, uh, happily, um, Gary Johnson's been around a long time, so he, he, yeah. he, he knows... Um, uh, what that must feel like. Yeah. Um, has but, he managed um, Ryan Dixon before? Yes, he has. Yeah, Yeovil, yeah. Yeovil, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he, he said when he came in that he'd managed five of the United players. Yeah. Um, we did get them at the time, but they probably slipped so- up. Liam Davis, so- certainly. Sokolik. Uh, Jakob Sokolik, Liam Davis. Ryan Dixon. Asa Hall at some point? Asa Hall at Cheltenham yeah. and somebody else. And, um, and that's very <laughs> remiss of me for, for having... This will uh, come back to you. Yeah, it will come back to me as soon as we finish the, the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, um, I think it might have been one of the... Oh, it was one of the Bristol City loanies at Cheltenham. It might yeah. have been Jake Andrews. I think it was Jake Andrews at Cheltenham, yeah. So... Um, yeah, Jakob Sokolik still going to be a, a little a little longer, I think. Um, uh, he's had a really difficult just time. Shame, he was ill yeah. last season. Yeah. That knocked him out of part of that. Came back uh, fit, healthy yeah. this summer. Um, new contract. Um, and he's been laid low by, I'm pretty sure it's a knee injury. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And although he hasn't had to have surgery, it's taken a long time mm. for him to get over that. So. Um, and uh, United, the, the, the upshot of it all is that United, it looks as if they may go to um, uh, Brightling City on Saturday. Yeah. Of course, you're allowed seven subs in the, in, the, yeah. uh, in the FA Cup, only five in the league. But it, it looks as if they may well go there with less than a full subs bench. Uh, I don't yeah. think Gary Johnson's all that bothered about that um, because, he was, as he was saying, you can, only, you can still only use three subs yeah. anyway. Um, but that may be the case. Interesting. So the, to, that's talking United dealt with in a way because there's an interesting story on the back page of the Herald Express this week about about Truro and and you know the, the progress of the ground share with Turkey. Well, uh, the ground share so far, I think, has done has, has worked remarkably well, mm-hmm. com- considering the fears that supporters of both sides had about it. Um, uh, United 
staff and and uh, a pat on the back for them yeah um, at very short notice the thing was only announced what a week ten days before the start of the season um, um, have sort of rallied round by all accounts um, Trura have been treated as far as possible yeah. exactly as you know I would, I any was club a home club would I was talking to Brett up in the PA box on Saturday because he does the PA for the Truro games as well and he was enthusing about the atmosphere there. I mean, it, obviously there aren't that many supporters but no. those that do come, he says it's a really positive atmosphere. He's getting loads of feedback and he's really quite enjoying the Truro games. Yeah, um, so I think all of that has worked very well. Yeah. Uh, all right, it has been August and September. Yeah. Um, so we're not in the depths of winter but um, uh, Chris Ralph's pitch is holding up remarkably yeah. well I think Tuesday night's FA Youth Cup tie was the 20th game one of Already. the United staff yeah. members was telling me that, that it was the 20th game that had been played on the pitch this season whether that had included pre-season friendly I'm not, I'm not quite sure probably had mm. done yeah. but uh, and that's getting on for the number of league games yeah. that you have in an yeah. entire season and we're only just into October um, uh, but as anybody that goes to play more regularly will tell you, the pitch looks absolutely oh, looks, lo- looks terrific. Looked great on Saturday. It did because it, 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 it was sunny on um, Saturday. The pitch looked terrific. And Saturday. every opposing team and club that come yeah. here uh, can't wait to get out there. Um, but getting back to Truro, um, they have called uh, a public meeting uh, at their old Triu Gr- Road yeah. clubhouse for next Wednesday. Um, and the the announcement of the meeting was to di- to discuss uh, matters concerning uh, all matters concerning the future of Truro City FC. Yeah, uh, which is that sounds, it sounds slightly a bit ominous, worded, doesn't it? it does yeah. yes. Now it may actually yeah. be not as ominous as it sounds, um, but on the agenda is Triu Road, which of course they they've left. Yeah. Um, uh, to which was to, to abide by a deadline to leave that yeah. ground, which is obviously um, uh, uh, the, the I think there's it's, a supermarket development going on. on it's there, a Lidl's, it? isn't it? I That's think right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, which of course played a huge part in the funding, etc., mm. for the stadium for Cornwall project, which Truro hope and plan to be yeah. a, a part of. Um, uh, now there doesn't appear to be much going on there down there at the mm. moment okay that's the yeah. way sometimes things go but uh, of course there's two things first of all the gates at Plainmore have been uh, as uh, um, small yeah to put it bluntly as Truro must have feared I think they've struggled to get a couple of hundred really yeah. at home games 160 something like that uh, um, uh, it's financially I'm given to understand that United keep bar receipts and yeah. food takings. Um, so that must be a problem. That must be an yeah. issue. Um, and there was always this, obviously, this 180-mile round yeah. trip for, yeah. for every home game was was going to be difficult. Um, so we'll see in the next week to 10 days what the latest situation is. Um, Truro um, did not take up the possible or pursue um, and they may have had very good reasons for that I think part of the reason was that if they wanted to go to somewhere like Bodmin Town they yeah. would have had to spend quite a lot of ground yeah. uh, quite a lot of money on that on, on a ground like that if Bodmin were happy to have them which they may well have been um, to bring it up to yeah. uh, the standards required of this level um, 
whether they're considering or they might be considering yeah. another look at that. Who, who knows? I think basically we wait for the meeting next Wednesday, see what comes out of that, yeah. what the chairman, Peter Masters, is able to tell everybody, if anything, about uh, any mm. new information about that, and then go from there. I think one way or another, um, if Truro carry on at Playmore, okay, fine. Uh, obviously, yeah. we have the winter to come. Yes. Um, um, if they don't, for any reason, I don't think um, it will... Um, be too much of a disaster for United. I don't think mm-hmm. their 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 finances and their season is hanging on Truro still being no. a part of that. Um, but the top and bottom of it is that the relationship has um, been pretty good. Yeah, it's I hope, been excellent so yeah, far. I hope um, it does. It isn't as ominous as it sounds because no. we're, we're all beginning to feel quite uh, quite affectionate towards Truro. Well, aren't we? uh, you know, it, it's it's worked. Yeah, it's yeah, worked yeah. so far. Let's put it like that. Um, uh, I think Truro have and are enjoying playing at Plainmore. Who well, yeah. who, who wouldn't? Um, and um, and the, the Boxing Day, New Year's Day double is going to be quite lively, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, and I think yeah. we'd all be disappointed if, yeah. if, uh, if those two games weren't both at Plainmore. Yeah. So, um, you know, fingers crossed that the thing is going to carry on. Um, I mean, apart from anything else, nobody wants to see a club like Truro um, in, in any more of a difficult situation no. than it needs to be. Um, and, uh, you know... I think, you know, you just want Shuro to be playing somewhere that makes sense and, yeah. and allows them to, to progress. You know, they're, they're in a difficult position in the league. Yeah. Um, I think, they've, yeah, they've won once. They won at Gloucester. I think they won off the bottom of the table. Newish manager, Lee Robinson's gone in there, the old Taunton boss. Yeah. I think he's had a look at it in these first few weeks. I think he's suddenly starting to make noises about, wow, we need, we need, some, we need yeah. to improve here or else we're, uh, we might not get out of this. Um, so all of that's going on in the background as well, um, and it's 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 a difficult time. It must be, you know. Yeah. I mean, here we are talking United supporters, and you know things are looking okay at Plainmore from our point of view. Yeah. But if you're a Truro City fan or manager, chairman, you know, etc., 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 you know, it's it's an uphill battle, it and is. you always have sympathy yeah. for people in those circumstances. Yeah. One more thing, talking of local derbies, um, we've got one coming up, haven't we? October the 30th, a Tuesday night, we're at Western Supermare. Western Supermare. One of those away days where everybody was looking forward to. It is a Tuesday night in October. but Bit of a shame, because it would be nice to go there on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. wouldn't it? But uh, no, that's, that's, that's uh, coming that's up quite coming soon, up. isn't it? Yeah, um, so October the it's 10th. It's the 30th. 13th. Something. 30th, I think, 30th, isn't it? Yeah, 30th, yeah, so I think it's um, the end of the month. Yeah, oh, that's right, yes, yeah. 27th and the 30th, yeah. the Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, so that'll be a... Well, if United are going really well in the next... Still going well in, over the next yeah. few weeks, and fingers crossed they will be, um, there could be quite a lot. I mean, not quite as many as would have gone on a Saturday afternoon, but you never know, do you? Um, True. There, there could be... The, the old M5 could, uh, <laughs> could be busy after tea time on, on that Tuesday night. Could indeed. That's it. I think that's it. We've reached the end of our agenda. We've reached the end of any other business as well. Um, thank you very much for your time. Uh, away at Brightlingsea this week, we'll have plenty to talk about. We'll have even more to discuss next week because uh, we'll either be uh, perish the thought out of the cup or we'll have another uh, another and a draw to, to discuss. Forward, a draw uh, to discuss course, as well. Uh, um, and and then back to the the real important nitty gritty stuff yeah. of a trip to Eastbourne Borough. Uh, in the league with with the the urgent need to get get those points and i would have thought by the time we we talk next week 
there will be a fair bit of player movement in and out uh, to discuss. Interesting a bit more times. Player movement. There's been there's been quite a bit already, hasn't there? Interesting times. Thank you very much. This has been the Devon Live Herald Express Talking United Yellow Army podcast. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, as ever, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows.